What's up, Conroe? Welcome back to a brand new edition of Nerd Thug Radio, right here on 104.5, 106.1, the sister stations, and we're streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. As always, you can check out Facebook.com backslash Nerd Thug Radio, and um, yeah, come hang out with us. We're, that's where all the magic's supposed to happen. Uh, we are freshly rested off of a couple of days off, and in the middle of that, uh, a terribly long and exhaustive process uh with me as usual is little brother nico via anchor what's going on buddy uh you know finally recuperating uh getting my schedule close to okay (laughs) uh for those who somehow don't know obviously you don't go to the facebook page uh we did the extra life 24 hour marathon uh last weekend we did it kind of last minute um Donnie Utah, who's been a who's a friend and fan of the show for a long time, uh, he loves it. He thinks it's a great thing. And so this year we just had too much other stuff happening, and we weren't going to do one at all. And uh, he kind of came up to me the week before and said, listen, I want to do it. And I said, Donald, like, the time is no good. Like, I have zero things I can put into this. And he said, no, no, I, I want to do it. So I said, okay, but if we do it, you're running everything. And he said, deal, we'll even have it at my house. So all we had to do was show up and just give our time to it. And that's, there's, listen, we will always come through for that. Always. Um, so we, uh, we did, I did 19 hours, 20 hours, right around 530. I shut it down for me. The old diesel was out of gas. Yeah. Um, I think pretty much everybody did that. Donnie made it the full 24 to his credit. Um, what a true champion. I thought you were going to hang in there with them. You had the, the the phone out, and you could play on that phone forever, but apparently you didn't make it much longer than I did. Uh, it's called playing games on your phone, and then just slowly, slowly, eyes closed, <laughs> and then it was all over. <laughs> I'd used too much brain power playing card games. <laughs> That's fair. Also, um, I, I discovered that uh, Sorry is not my game. Sorry is, is not an American game, so I don't I expect it. you to be any good at it. I got completely obliterated. I like like started like almost twenty pieces, and almost all of them got knocked out. How does that happen? Uh, I was incredibly lucky on starts, and incredibly unlucky with people running into me. And is that the, the when they run into you, you lose? Yeah. So like. You have to roll, so like it's like a it's a you flip a card and you do what the card says. Okay. So if you play, if you hit sorry, you so you have four little guys at your start, four little game pieces, and you have to hit either a sorry card, which you start a guy and then he immediately changes places with someone on the board. Nice. Uh, or you can hit a one or a two, and those are the only ways you can get a guy out of your start area. But if someone lands on the square you're in, it knocks you back to your start and you have to get out of start and then start moving around the board. So you just kept getting knocked back to start. Now you can get your guys out, no problem, but you couldn't go anywhere. Yeah, basically. That sucks. Yeah, no, it was super terrible. <laughs> that sounds like a real fun game, I say sarcastically. Um, yeah, we had a lot of fun. We played a lot of Madden. We played some Modern Warfare. We played some Mario Kart. We played uh, Magic the Gathering. 
Um, we never even wound up turning on the Xbox. Uh, we we gamed it up though. And, we had an uh, Xbox. When it was all said and done, we had raised over five hundred dollars. Zach had even raised enough individually that he won some sort of extra prize from Extra Life. Ooh, he won a little shadow box. Like they, uh, like the marquee things where you put the letters up when they light it up from behind you. Maybe they're called light boxes. Maybe they're not called shadow boxes. I don't know. Anyway, he won one of those from Extra Life, so that's pretty cool. Box of light and shadow. Like that's some sort like of mythical. Dragon. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that being said, um, it was a good time. We had a really good time. Our goal, we set a really low goal because we were like, okay, we're kind of starting late and all this. We got a lot of catch up to do. We had a lot of great sponsors get involved. Um, oh, let me, I got my list here. We got, um, oh, I gotta go back to the other page. I do want to thank Marini's Pizza, uh, right here in, uh, Woodlands. They also have a location in Conroe. Uh, and then Woodson's, local tap and kitchen. They're all over Spring Conroe area. Uh, there's like three or four of them. Um, and then Ryan Shaw, the artist, he's got a Facebook page and he travels to go to conventions and stuff. Um, Jump Around Moonwalks is actually in Huntsville. Uh, Texas Roadhouse, obviously delicious and everywhere. Sean Myers Insurance, they're based right here in Conroe. Uh, great, uh, I believe they're State Farm. I need to double check that with Donald. But they're an insurance broker, so they'll work with whoever. Um, and then the Adventure Begins Comics Games and more also gave us some gift cards. So there's some really great stuff. Oh, I need to, I need to text in the names of the winners. I haven't done that yet. Do that. Um, some really great stuff overall, and we just had a really good time, you know. And it was for the, a good cause because the way for those who don't know, Extra Life uh, benefits the Children's Miracle Network, and I believe it's all the proceeds. I think it's all the proceeds because they charge us to join them. <laughs> there you go. So I think that's how it works: is all the proceeds donated goes directly to the Children's Miracle Network. And it's set up locally. So, like, they check where you're located, and they find the nearest hospital to you, and your donations go there. Yeah, so it's directly helping people. It's directly helping your community. community. Yeah, so that's really, really cool. Um, And as always, we love to do it. Um, It is exhausting, though. So we went ahead, and we, we were getting ready for it, so we didn't record the day before. And then we fully intended, as we left, to record the day after. For the Monday show, and, and then it was like it, it didn't happen. <laughs> we were still trying to recover on sleep. <laughs> it was uh, miserable, slow, miserable. Um, ain't as spry as I used to be. Yeah, man, we're getting. I'm getting old. You're just getting lazy. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard for me to recoup my sleep schedule. Um. I think I think it's just easy for you to stay asleep. <laughs> oh yeah, no, for sure. You're off it's not like staying. It's bed not like you wake not. up in the middle of the night, like, oh no, like I can't go back to sleep. I have done that before, like once. <laughs> Oddly enough, I have done that before. Where like I can't make myself go back to sleep, which weirds me out because that's like my superpower. Right, you can sleep anywhere at at an instant's notice. I, I think, like, unironically, I think you're probably the world's fastest person to fall asleep. Um, I, like, I definitely, I don't think, I've never heard of other people being able to, like, 
just do it on command like that. Um, it's really impressive. And there's very few times that I that I uh, I can't do that. Like every once in a while, I'll be like, Man, I, I actually can't make myself go to sleep here. Like something must be wrong. That's almost never though. Yeah. Um, it's it's a weird week. A lot of interesting announcement announcements. We're coming towards the end of the year, so I don't know what's going to happen announcements wise as far as like. Some years companies dump a bunch of stuff at the end of the year, and some years companies are like, "Oh, we're getting ready for the new year. Talk to you in January." So, yeah, it's, it's, it's really the difference. Of, yeah, as we come to the end of the year, see how everybody does everything this year, just because how weird this year is overall. There's a lot of content that's been pushed back that like is done, ready to go, that just hasn't been released because of COVID and this and that and all that. And then there's a lot of stuff waiting to film because of COVID and all this and that. So there's a lot of pop culture is in a weird spot right now. Yeah, pretty much ever since the start of COVID, it's been a weird place because it pushed so many things back. Yeah, it just altered so many schedules. Um, one thing that has been announced and is ready to get going again, season three of the Umbrella Academy. Yeah, baby. They are going to start production in February of next year. Um, check out this uh, description of... Of the, the pitch here, ready? Because the season finale found our super siblings in an altered 2019 timeline where the still alive Reginald Hargreaves has formed something called the Sparrow Academy and not the Umbrella Academy. If that wasn't brain-busting enough for our heroes, it turns out Ben is really actually alive and leading this group of five children and a green cube as number one. Green Cube. Yeah, I don't know what that's about. I have no concept. I, I never. I don't know if I've read anything about. I don't know if the Sparrow Academy is in the comics, and if I haven't read it or not, I don't know. I know I don't know anything about that. So now I'm curious. Now I want to know. Yeah, I already was going to watch it anyway. I mean, but yeah, I mean the the ending of season two really puts us in like such a cliffhanger. Like I just want to know. But they keep doing that, right? Like, that's their specialty, sort of? Yeah. I mean, season one was like that, and season two was great, and it's, like, perfect for the, the setup. Just makes me cry that one day we're going to get a great ending, and it's going to leave for a nice cliffhanger, and then it's never going to continue. <laughs> Netflix is going to be like, well, that was it. We made all of our money on that. We're done. And you're going to go, no! Rest in peace, everything I've ever loved. Netflix has a long history of, of doing that, where they walk away after the after the you know uh, third or fourth season. Very few shows make it past the fourth season, and a lot of that has to do with how the contracts are structured, who gets the bulk of the money at that point, things like that. Um, it's interesting. Oh yeah, no, for sure. My surprise is always when they cancel like their animated stuff. So like Bojack Horseman, Tuka and Birdie, like a lot of their a lot of their animated stuff just getting canned was always like oof. But did they cancel that or was they I thought um I thought Bojack Horseman basically or one of them basically they lost it because the the, the animators wanted to unionize. And they're both the same studio. Okay. So it might have been that studio then. 
they were like, hey, we're going to unionize. Netflix was like, I guess you don't want shows. And they're like, yeah. well, I guess we're done. <laughs> yeah, unionize all you want because we ain't got stuff for you then. Um, right here in the comic book world, though, there's some stuff going on that's just kind of weird. I don't really, this is a weird thing here. I don't know how I feel about this. How so? Okay. Um, so back in the day when Chris Claremont was writing the X-Men, there was just like thing after thing after thing that was always going on. Okay. Like there was all these back thread plots that he would touch on and then kind of leave dangling for another day. And he was always like, Oh, we'll get back to him. And he would always, and he came back to a lot of them. Anytime he didn't know where to go, he would come back to one of those plot threads and pick it up kind of a thing. Um, and so that was sort of the, the theme of the X-Men for a long time is like dangling plot threads. Um, well, one of them was written by Fabian Nasizia. I'm probably saying his last name wrong. And he was a, he was a big time nineties writer. He wrote a lot of like new warriors and stuff like that. Um, Mm -hmm. but he wrote, he is the, he is the mastermind behind the quote unquote third summer's brother storyline conspiracy theory. So the Vulcan. So it winds up being Vulcan years later. A different writer came in and was like, hey, no one ever solved that. So let's play with that. Um, Fabian introduced Adam X. And he purposely had Mr. Sinister be obsessed with Gambit. So that you would think Gambit was the third Summer's brother. Um, Someone else had to go in and fill out later that Gambit was actually like worked for hire for Mr. Sinister for a long time. And was actually the one who helps the Marauders break into the mutant tunnels for the mutant massacre, which is where Archangel lost his wings. Um, So, but at the time in the nineties, what was going on in these books, there's a lot of like, Oh, who's the third summer's brother. That was like a fun thing to like talk about. And like, you know, dream about theorize over. Well, X-Men is debuting, Marvel's debuting a new book called X-Men Legends. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be monthly, and it's going to tie up loose ends and long-standing plot danglers from, like, the 90s runs. But it's going to be in canon. Okay. And one of the first ones they're going to touch on is the Adam X, Third Summer's Brothers storyline. I thought they already did the third brother of the summers. Well, they basically did, and they revealed it to be Vulcan. So I'm not sure now where they're gonna what this is supposed to do. Vulcan two, baby. <laughs> like this is this is when I talk about when comic books do one thing too many because it's working. This is it. This is what I mean. Yeah. One thing too many. Now, they did bring on the artist Brett Booth, who is, like, so 90s. It's, uh, he's very much like a, I'm gonna mean this in a nice way. He's a, he's, he's sort of like Jim Lee, but I mean this politely. Like, artists don't like when you're like, oh, he's sudden such. He's sort of like Jim Lee. Um, he's very Jim Lee-esque. He's very 90s X-Men. Which I guess re- would make perfect sense considering we're doing a 90s revival thing. Right. 90s. And you're, you're going to look at it, you're going to immediately go, oh yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, this is '90s X Men. Yeah, totally, totally. Jedi I get Wolverine the claws, gotcha. Big dramatic poses, like it's it's all of it. It's all of it. Um, but I just don't know. That this is a book that we really need. I feel like that's the entirety of Marvel's catalog right now. Yeah, I think you're right. I do think that. I think that there's a lot of Marvel's catalog that just is weird. Over, like, I don't know what they're doing with Avengers now. I don't know what they're doing with. I'm not following any of it right now. So, like, I don't know. I'm not feeling it, you know. Right, and isn't there like, isn't there like supposed to be like this crazy, like literally twenty five like different issues, like major crossover event with the X Men, anyways. Yeah, we're supposed to be in the middle of that right now. I have the whole first half of it. I haven't read a single issue yet. <laughs> you own the first half and you didn't even read it. I'm super... Uh, super excited about it, clearly. I, I don't... Anxious? Like, it doesn't... I'm not excited about it. Like, I'm not sitting around going, man, I, I can't wait to see what this is about. Like, you know what I mean? Like... Right. I don't know. Not feeling it. I'm not pumped and I'm not feeling it. Um, so, yeah, and this is going to have a bunch of the guys from the 90s. Uh, people have been demanding that, like, Chris Claremont and Louis si- uh, Simonson and Larry Hama and Peter David, they were like, oh, these guys have got to come back to the X Men and do more stuff. Like, oh, they're so great. And so I guess they are. I guess they're all going to come back and do different stories and takes and. Pitches on the X-Men Legends, and they're going to reveal a bunch of 90s stuff that we didn't know we needed to know to enjoy the 90s stuff. Yeah, this is this is really like, I think this is taking like 90s nostalgia somewhere completely not where it needs to go. And I didn't even know that was a thing. Are we already in the 90s nostalgia? Yeah. It's been 20 years. So is that, is now it's time? Well, yeah. Look, it's already 2020. 90s was 30 years ago. So now it's nostalgia time for the 90s, I guess. Oh, no, for sure. I, um... Yeah, I didn't know that, but I'm not excited about it. <laughs> Look, it's always... It, it's the it's the law of 23, or 22, or whatever the number is supposed to be. Or it's like once you're over 20 years out from something, people start getting nostalgic over it because now the generation that enjoyed it as kids is now spending adults. Yeah, but like that was way hard true for the 80s, but the 80s had all that stuff. Like the 90s didn't have the same stuff in it. You had 90s X-Men. I did that, I guess. You're not wrong. Cartoons. Why are they doing this? This is going to be so stupid. Well, it's like uh, Nickelodeon did all their their like early 2000s, 90s reruns. Like, Those cartoons all... sucked, though. Did like a Rocco. Did oh. like... You didn't like Rocco's Modern Life? Rocco's Modern Life was terrible. Ren and Stippy was disgusting. They didn't. They didn't make good cartoons back then. That's why they disappeared. People would disagree with you. Well, most people can walk into traffic. (laughs) (laughs) That's an aggressive stance. (laughs) 
Do you enjoy something I don't? Walk into traffic. I'm problem solving today, Nico. I'm making the world a better place. Aggressive stance. I don't know if I agree with that statement. <laughs> I'm here to solve the problems no one else can solve. What's that? Minder text. You think don't write the third Summers Brothers. You're stupid. <laughs> hey, did you make cartoons ever? Trash. Not ever, but the 90s. Nickelodeon was not known for good cartoons in the 90s. A lot of people say that's the golden age of Nickelodeon. Who? What cartoons are this golden age? What are we talking about? The ones I just said. Rocko's Modern Life. Rocko's Modern Life, Hey Arnold. All the ones they're doing all the revival movies for. Hey Arnold was probably a little bit better, but that one was still... That was just like a modern Peanuts. Like, it wasn't that, like, oh my god, they changed it. Like, it was just more. I don't know. Hey Arnold was probably the best of those. But Rocker's Modern Life was garbage. Brennan Stimby was terrible. What are the other ones? Uh, I guess Spongebob, but that's late 90s. Spongebob was weird, but it, it obviously had a massive following. But like, I never got into Spongebob, but it was definitely... Spongebob absolutely slaps. Yeah, there's definitely a whole group of people who, who are in love with Spongebob. I cannot deny that. Um, Rest in peace, Steven Hildenberg. Hildenberg, I don't know how to pronounce his name. Who's Is that the Spongebob guy? Yeah. He's dead? Yeah, he had MS. Oh. That's not a good he died, he died like two years ago. That is not a good way to go. No. I do not want MS. It's very tragic. Um, here's a weird thing. I don't know. I don't... Marvel Comics editorial has banned the use of the word Excelsior. Ooh, I don't like that at all. I don't like that either. I think that's kind of a weird shot at Stan Lee. Like, what are they doing there? Yeah, he's already old. You got to do this to him now. Yeah, I don't, I mean, like, he's dead, so. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's dead. I totally forgot for a second. Ah. Like, you're really going to do that to him? Yeah, I don't know, man. Like, he's gone and you're like, all right, with him gone, now we can move on past this stupid thing. Like, feels super disrespectful. It definitely feels, it seems super disrespectful, like, I'm not sure where they even came up with the idea to be like, you know what we don't need? We don't need Excelsior in comic books anymore. Yeah. I kind of wonder who's behind that. And it'd be different, be like, oh, you know, we're going to start moving away from Excelsior and kind of preserve its, its memory with Stan, but it, like, just being like, yeah, we're banning it, like, oof. Aggressive stance, guys. Yeah, that is Way very... sell out really hard, I guess. That's super weird. Um, I'm not sure how I feel about that at all. Just, it, it, it's a bad look, too. Like, just completely stomping on the grave of one of the most influential creators of all time. Yeah, well, yeah, and, like, the father of the brand. Like, he was Marvel Comics, so 
Yeah, I don't know, man. I'm not. I don't know. It seems super disrespectful, and it seems like at this point Marvel's kind of just over it. I don't know. What What is Marvel even doing right now? Turning into the House of Ideas, which is what they used to call themselves. Actually, that's funny. Yeah, I don't know. That's just such a weird. Like they're greenlighting all these weird books, and now we're getting a ban on the word Excelsior. Yeah, it doesn't even mean anything. No, I don't. I have no idea. I have no idea. Uh, I have no, just no idea. Um. So here's so here's some fun stuff, and we'll. We'll, moving away uh, from the you know depression what? that is Marvel Comics we'll do, for a second. You know what we'll do. Ow, I just kick a box. All right, well, don't kick boxes. We're going to jump out to a break. When we come back, we got more Nerd Thug Radio coming your way. we got a, we got an interesting thing to talk about that every nerd is going to be excited about. Ooh, all right. All right. The Adventure Begins Comics, Games, and More is open on 1488 at 525 Woodland Square Boulevard. With comics, games, and everything nerd-related, The Adventure Begins is the one-stop nerd shop. On Saturdays, they alternate between having Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon. And coming up, they also have cosplay crafting and trivia nights and BYOB nights. They're currently offering a 10% discount for limited time, which will be valid for as long as you grab your books every month. Hey, Conros, this is Corey TLG of Nerd Thug Radio, hanging out here, just enjoying my quarantine time at home, and I hope everyone else is doing the same, social distancing and minding their manners and listening to the orders while we get all this health stuff, health crisis straightened out and get this pandemic under control. I hope everyone's doing their part to flatten the curve, but doing their part also means supporting small businesses. Local businesses here in Conroe, uh, restaurants, things of that nature that have been able to stay open, they require the support of their community, so takeouts. Uh, is a good option to do. So reach out to those places, order some takeout food if you can afford it and if it's reasonable. Uh, I'm not asking anyone to risk their health, but the community has always relied on itself to support itself. And this is one of those times where as Conroe, we can stand up together and take care of small businesses and entrepreneurs who've been taking care of us this whole time, helping Montgomery County grow into one of the fastest growing counties in all of America. Uh, Thank you very much and stay safe and stay tuned for more Nerd Thug Radio. This is Rudy Tomjanovich, and welcome to Nerd Thug Radio. Welcome back, Conroe, to Nerd Thug Radio, right here on 104.5, 106.1, the sister stations, and we're streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. As always, you can check back to the Facebook page, facebook.com backslash Nerd Thug Radio. Um... Buy a shirt, support the show, help us make this show even better. Um, come hang out with us anytime on the Facebook page. We've got a lot of stuff going on. This is Corey DLG, and with me as usual is little brother Nico. How are we doing, buddy? I'm doing all right about yourself. Uh, the break was good to me. The break was good to me. Um, before we get into anything, are you ready to tell our friends about our new, our best friends, The Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and more? Our new friends? Are They've you? been our friends. The they're, Adventure Begins, Comics friends. Games. I, I can't speak for you. I don't know. I don't know, man. <laughs> I feel like I spend more money there. <laughs> That's probably true. 
so uh, the adventure begins. Comics, games, and more is open at full operating hours. Uh, so if you want to come inside, you sure can. They have table space available. You need a mask if you want to come in. Uh, if you want to be a little bit more safe, they still do have delivery and curbside options available. They also do have private rooms if you want to be extra secure. And they got some uh, events back up. So we got to check the date make sure I'm not saying any dates that are wrong here. Uh, so Friday, today, uh, November 13th. Oh, Friday the 13th. Spooky. Uh, it's... <laughs> At uh, 7 p.m. is the Star Wars X-Wing Casual Meetup. Saturday the 14th is the Pokemon Casual Meetup. And Sunday, November 14th is... Or Saturday, still the same day. Saturday, September 14th at 6 p.m. is the uh, It's Hammer Time Warhammer and Tabletop Warhammer Meetups. Bring your armies. Duke it out. Have a good time. Talk to the people. It's going to be a grandiose time. The event begins. Comics, games, and more right there off of 1488. Hang out with all there. Uh, they got amazing products, amazing staff, well lit, family friendly, uh, wonderful place. Come hang out with us. And uh, November twenty eighth is the Digimon Super Pre Sale. Make sure you sign up online on their website. Uh, the sign up is online and is is uh, filling up. We only got twenty slots available, so make sure you sign up. Get your name in the hat. Come and play some Digimon. It's going to be our first big event of the year. Starting off 2020 in November, like everyone else. That's right. No, no, and you, and you said that kind of wrong. There's a total of 20 seats available, so yeah. sign-up's been up for two weeks. There's no telling how many seats. They're only going to allow 20 people to play. Yeah. Uh, so once they fill up, they fill up. They're dead. They're gone. Uh, so don't 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 miss out on that. Um. Yeah, we're going to be out there that whole day. We're going to hang out. We might even record some stuff there. We're going to be having a good time, enjoying ourselves, living the dream, being the nerd thug heroes that we are. Yeah. Yay! All right, before we went to break, I promised you uh, some exciting nerd news. Uh, well, I lied. I just wanted you to come back. Um, <laughs> there's nothing. We're going to talk about cupcakes for the next two hours. No, um... It's <laughs> that would be a really like that's the show I want to make. Um, You've never baked a cupcake in your life. No, just lying for two hours straight. Just oh. <laughs> fake stories. Um, okay, so what is actually going on is it was announced by Bioware on on November seventh in seven day um, that Mass Effect remaster. For the new, for the current gen and next gen consoles, is slated for release in um, spring of 2021. Creep is just around the corner. Is this all? Is it just Mass Effect One? It's the trilogy. Or is it all the, it's Mass the trilogy? Effects? The whole Ooh. trilogy. The whole seven million hours of gameplay. Shabang. The whole Commander Shepard telling every shopkeeper in the Citadel that this is his favorite store, his or her favorite store in the Citadel. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's how that works, dude. Duh. 50 hours of Krogan's. The weird triangle-headed alien guys. What? Which one were those? Like, they, like the, the scientist man that had like weird forked head. Oh, yeah. just remind me of triangles. Okay, that's fair. 
The Simeons. That's what you're talking about. There you go. I kind of liked them because they were they talked really fast. They sounded like me. Yeah, a little bit. They reminded me of me. Um, honestly, Mass Effect was one of my favorite games. Just hands down. I didn't. Um, I'll tell you my introduction to Mass Effect. I didn't know anything about it, and the second game came out for the PlayStation Three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the second game came out for the PlayStation 3. And I was somewhere, and it was on sale for like 25 bucks or something. And I was like, well, this looks interesting. Like, the back looks, it looks, it, it says like it's one of the biggest games and blah, blah, blah. You know what I'm talking about? Like, the massive scrawling space epic. Rah. So I was like, I was like, okay, well, let's, uh, Let's take a look at this. Let's get into it. And in the second one, you have to go back and pick what ha- what your choices would have been in the first game. And so it's kind of like, why don't you tell me what happened? And I'm like, oh, okay, well, we did this and that and that and this. And then when that character showed back up, my friend who I saved, when they showed back up in the second one, I was like, oh, that's a neat thing. Um, and more interesting than that, so the first game was Xbox only, because I think Microsoft helped Bioware develop the first game. Yeah. Uh, but the second game was released initially first on the Xbox, but then was ported over to the PlayStation. And honestly, I had a blast with that game. Like, it was huge. There was so much going on. There was so much, like, story and detail and just craziness in the game. And then I'm making these big decisions, and I'm having this, like, there's this whole storyline happening. And you've got this whole crew counting on you. <coughs> it felt very much like like, a, like a, a sprawling space epic. Like, they really, really nailed the feeling in the second movie of that concept. And so you're mm-hmm. riding around, like, saving people, making hard choices being the hero and like you I, I really dug it like I really thought it was cool and I had never played a game before um not true I'd played one other game by Bioware actually the Dragon Age the first one the Origins whatever it was before that though I had never really played games where you de- like these relationships continue to develop past like I will follow you anywhere like you know what I'm saying like so, like, you would have yeah. characters that would be like, you are my best friend. And I'm like, oh, this guy's, like, my buddy. I, I can't I can't screw him over. Like, I got to help him out. Uh, and then, like, in, um, in Mass Effect 2, my character, like, I thought it was funny. So, I didn't realize in the beginning that, like, how serious it gets. Uh, so, my character definitely banged Jack, the girl with all the tattoos. Mm-hmm. And then, like, it's, like, as the game keeps going, I was like, oh, I like her. She's nice. So then I had, like, oh, like, she was, like, a lover. And I was like, this game is heavy. Like, God, I hope she doesn't die now. Like, this would have been a whole lot of setup. Like, this is rough. You get emotionally invested in this stuff. And they really built a really great game. And the third one felt like that until the ending. Yeah, the ending is uh, a little rough. I needed more from the ending. 
I just needed more. Because, like, I worked really hard in the second game to get everyone out of there alive. No one had to make the crazy, weird sacrifice. Like, because you give a speech, they basically tell you, they're like, you don't know who's going to make it and who's not. And basically it works out like anyone that you're not, like, hyper-friendly with won't make it out. And I didn't know that. But, like, I was doing everything I could for my guys. So, like, I went on all the, all the side missions for them. I made all the choices for them because I was like, no, I'm here for you. Like, like I'm your, I'm the captain, but you guys are my crew. So when we go into it, like, the team is, like, super ranked up. And so everybody makes it out. And then later on I'm reading, and then it's like, yeah, if anyone doesn't like you, they won't make it out of that. And I was like, oh, that's that's awful. <laughs> that's terrible. That's that's terrible. But, um, but yeah, I just I, – to me, the ending could have been a little bit stronger than the third one. But, like, I don't know that – listen, no one's going to score three perfect tens. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that's pretty much everyone's only complaint with three is like, well, I mean, the ending kind of garbo, but everything else was pretty good. The games are crazy intense, and the third one is huge. Like, you're running through London, and they're bombing it as you go. Like, it's just crazy. Like, the games are very big. And so, to me, I have a hard time complaining about those games. These are some; Those are some of my favorite games. Bioware makes some of my favorite games. Although this last Dragon Age was only okay. There's a lot of glitches in the last one. Yeah. And then this last Mass Effect. Andromeda. I didn't have as big a problem with it as everyone else did. I understand that. The choices weren't great. And I know the choices are sort of like a key feature of this franchise. But there were some people who just killed it for those. And for me, I just felt like, eh, it wasn't the worst, but it wasn't the best. It could have been stronger. I can't deny that. Right. Much like the ending to three. Right. Yeah. Uh, they also announced that work has begun only very recently, though, on a new chapter in the Mass Effect saga. Oh, my gosh. Another Mass Effect game. Just so we've been waiting for. I will play the F out of that. Let me tell you something. Yeah, PS5, Mass Effect, here we come. I'm going to have to sell a kidney to get a PS5, but I'll do it. Do you have an extra kidney I could borrow, by the way? I was going to... Uh, Not offhand. I might be able to get one, though. Yeah, if you know what I'll do? You know what I'll do? Here's what we'll do. I'll just take one from you, and then you can get one and put it back in. Mm. Yeah, that sounds good. That's a, that's a good plan. That's a good plan. Yeah, I'll need some interest on that, though. Someone will want your kidney. You barely drink. Like, it's it's worth more. It's true. It's a relatively healthy kidney. Relatively. <laughs> and, you know, no one's perfect. Um, would it be weird if I did take your kidney now? Like, now I don't think... I guess I can't now. Now that I've said it out loud. On the radio. On our show. Yeah, I I won't You've talked me into it, buddy. Uh, no problem. Uh, yeah, I guess not for you. Um, <laughs> so, what do you think about that? What do you, do you are you, are you ready for more Mass Effect? I mean, yeah, it was such a great uh, it was such a great trilogy before, and finally being able to play all of them on the same console is going to be pretty awesome. Yeah, they released a PlayStation Xbox combo like trilogy pack 
uh, right towards the end of the life of the PlayStation 3, uh, which I bought. And it was one of those games I I had that and Elder Scrolls ready to go on my PlayStation 3 when it died. Tragic. So I got like the red light, red light, and it was like it wouldn't even. There's yeah. nothing. Ain't no more PlayStation in the station, boys. <laughs> yeah. Ain't no more play in the station, son. It's all stopped. Um, <laughs> it's a stop station. Uh, so that was that was a little bit of bad news. I would have liked to have played all three through at once and been like, oh, look what I did. But it was all right. It's okay. That's, it's not the end of the world. Um, right. It'll be cool now to have the chance to do it, though. I will do it now that I have that chance. Yeah, and, you know, the game already looked great on the PlayStation 3, so I can't wait to see what it looks like on can you imagine a remastered on the four with a port up to a five? Like, what? Uh, I guess the Assassin's Creed Valhalla came out today or this weekend. Ooh, because I saw some people were already streaming it. They might have early copies, but either way, that's really impressive stuff. Because that was one of those ones that they kind of touted, like. Uh, they waited a long time to, like, it's only been in the last eight months they've even talked about it. I feel like, I feel like, you know, there's like, how many Assassin's Creed are there now? Like, 97? Yeah, 30, 40. If you're not an Assassin and you don't have a Creed, you're pretty much a loser at this point. Right, at any point in time in history. The only thing they haven't done yet is, like, Asian, like, the Asian side. Yeah, how did, how have they not gone there with it? They've done ancient Egypt, and now they're in Norse countries. Don't forget American Revolution and pirates. They did American Revolution. And, they did. And, um... Like, 1500s Italy. Yeah, and, uh... Oh, God, I can't think of what you would call it. Like, the the British the British Empire, like, the pristine, like, the... With, like, the Mardi Gras masks and all that. Oh, they did, uh, like, Victorian... Yeah, England. there you go. Victorian era England, London. With like Charles, totally Lincoln forgot about that game. May I have another, sir? Yeah, I know. So Ian Crumpets, yeah, the Assassin's Creed edition. So they did all of that, and they still haven't done like Assassin versus Ninjas. Yeah, like they haven't they haven't gone any farther east. <laughs> That's kind of interesting. That is a little interesting. Don't they have something to do with the Templar though, or something? Do I have the story right there? Am I thinking about the wrong game completely? Like I don't know. Because then, it, like, the story's so convoluted and stupid now because there's so many games. And they keep That's going true. back and forth in time. Yeah, everyone always complains when they when they add, like, a modern segment to the story. Where they're like, oh, great. And then we have to go back to modern times and steal a disc. Well, like, not only do you have to, like, go back in modern times, I'm just talking about, like, the setting. Like, they keep going forward some and then backward some. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. No, I don't. I don't understand that either. I don't like that at all. Um, oh, we forgot about the pirate there? one. There was a pirate one. There was a pirate one. No, I mentioned the pirate one. I think Joey had the pirate one. He was all about it. It was a good you game. Dive down like in a bell and find treasure, and then there were sharks that you could fight. Like, oh, yeah, what? you could shark, what? You could fight sharks. There was like boat combat. You could fight people on a boat. What? Like, what? What's happening here? What have we done? I heard that was like one of the cooler parts of the game. 
the boat it's combat or the sharks? Uh, boat combat. Not the sharks? I mean, people don't like I sharks. don't like sharks. Uh, listen, I don't like them either, but I'm asking for everybody. <laughs> you know, fisticuffs a shark. Do you punch a shark? I don't punch a shark. Um, I guess I guess for the last couple of minutes here, we got to talk about what's going on. We're pop culture. We got to talk about this. It's happening right now, in front of us. Um, what are your thoughts on the election essentially being called by the media at this point? Mm-hmm. However, the president saying. Even uh, so, we're recording today on Tuesday just for scheduling and all that. And today, Secretary Mike Pompeo, who's I believe Secretary of State, said that um, I don't know how he got that job. That's a that's a oh, um, he said that they're preparing for a smooth transition to his second Trump term. Now he appeared to be joking, but essentially, Trump has said to several people like, "You'll drag me out of my like, thought to drag me out of the Oval Office." Um, Tucker Carlson has actually said that it's time to be honest. There aren't enough, like, there's not enough margin of error for these votes. These elections to be wrong. It's time to move on. However, Sean Hannity is still saying that, uh, you know, the media and that the Democrats have conspired to steal this. What do you make of all this? You know, I'm I'm always in the person that should be 100% for transparency. So I think... All these claims should be looked at, but I do think that it's like some of these things are like outside of like some sort of historic voter fraud. Like this isn't going to be anything like, oh, you invalidated a couple hundred votes. Whippy, good job. Like you still lose. <laughs> yeah, well, in in and right now he's essentially running up the score. Biden is if you look at the electoral, he's well past 270 now. Um yeah, he's, he's like in the if, he, if he if he like yeah if he like if he wins Georgia finally confirms Georgia. What's uh, what sixteen? I think it's like Nevada. So I think that puts him somewhere in the three twenty three thirty range. Yeah, like three fifteen something something ridiculous. So that puts him a good forty five over what he needed. Right. So oh. like outside of like challenging and like literally like even with like he would have to challenge like Nevada, Georgia, Pennsylvania, and then like. Think another state, or that might be enough to. No, that's only forty-one. He's at two ninety right now. He's at two ninety with those leaning his way. So if you don't give him those, he's at two ninety. No, that's with Pennsylvania for Biden. Oh, I thought it was with Arizona and. Uh... No, that that only leaves that only leaves. Uh... Let me see. Let me see. Let's see if Nevada. I, I think it only leaves Nevada and Georgia open. Let's think. No, you're you're short some points there. Unless they're giving something to Trump that I don't see. Let me see. Go into Fox News right here and look at their electoral map. I just used the one on Google, which I think is Associated Press one. I'm not sure. Okay, here we go. 270 to win. Um, oh, we're forgetting about North Carolina. That's who we're forgetting about. Yes. See if we can take a look at a map here. So yeah, like my my point being is that he'd have to call so many things, and so many things would have to go his way. And look, 
I'm not saying it's impossible because I, I feel like at this point, you know, it's 2020, anything can happen. <laughs> it feels that way, right? Like anything could happen, but it's not likely. Pennsylvania, no. he's up 50,000 votes. Keep in mind, Donald Trump won Pennsylvania by 10,000 votes four years ago. Right. Uh, uh, Michigan, he's up 150,000 votes. Wisconsin, he's up 20,500. Wisconsin has done recounts two times in the last 15 years, and one recount changed 100 votes, and one recount changed 300 votes. So 20,000 seems very out of reach. Right. And that's, and that's kind of where it's coming down to. It's like, there's so many things. Like, I, like, I wouldn't let all the legal actions play out because I don't want to be like, oh, this didn't happen, and then not everyone follow the legal process. And look, if it's bunk, it's bunk. Like, you know, they're like, "Well, I think it's this," and then their their lawsuit gets thrown out, and like that's the end of it. But at least they got their say. <laughs> yeah, I, I just feel like I'm seeing a lot. Of, it's like a lot of these lawsuits have they are getting thrown out, and they have almost no basis. Like they're not even really they're not even making it to any sort of trial motion. Like in the pre-trial, they're getting tossed. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so to me, it feels very. I don't know what the word I'm looking for here is. It, it seems a little soft. Like there's no fact to it. If, right. if, if you're not making it through pretrial with your motions, there wasn't a lot of meat on the bone there. Right. Look, so even if. So this happens, right? Biden becomes president. Everybody knows Donald Trump's going to run back again in 2024. That seems to be a lot of the conversation. I think he'll have more of a kingmaker role. Like, I think he'll name somebody to run. But he'll, like, I mean, probably if he's too old. But honestly, if he's in even kind of a close condition, he probably will be like, I did lose 20. I did lose 2020. They stole it from me up here to take it back. Oh, I can see him thinking that. But I think what the Republicans would rather have is him sort of just name. endorse somebody yeah like a ted cruz or something and like like go hard in the paint for him be a roger oh Stone yeah no type. for sure like, yeah um which by the way would personally drive me insane those would be two of my least favorite people hanging out and having fun together like that would that would drive me absolutely bonkers um i think it'd be funny i got a difference of five million people. Five million extra people voted for Biden. Which is, I think, the largest number ever it, for a single candidate. Oh, uh... Like, margin? No. Yeah, like, these two tallies, just, both of them, are the largest ever. This is number yeah. one and number two ever in the history of an election. Yeah, because I think Obama's second term or first term was 69 million? Uh, First term. And then Hillary had more... Hillary was like the most vote getter in, I don't know, they said it some particular way where she got more votes than like any other woman in the history. I don't know. I don't know. It was something. It was something weird like that. But yes, this is number one and two in terms of most votes ever. Which I think Crazy. is kind of a relevant part of the discussion. Like, uh, I, you know, I don't, I don't think I've done a good job of saying politically where I, you know, I'm I'm an independent. I'm definitely not a Republican anymore. I feel like these last four years have kind of 
I'm probably a lot harder pressed to vote for a Republican after these last four years. Um, but there's no denying that 72 million people voted for him. You know, like, yeah, there's still a lot of the country who doesn't feel anywhere like how the other 77 million people feel. And so that's something that's got to get discussed and looked at. Um, that's where we're going to leave it today, though. We are out of time. Uh, I'm excited about the mass, the, the mass effect thing. I think that's going to be huge. Yeah, that's going to be a big game. That's going to be a big game. All right, guys. Um, thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you, everybody, for donating. Thank you for participating during Extra Life. Um, everyone have a, as safe a weekend as you can on Friday the 13th. Watch out there. Um, on behalf of Little Brother Nico and myself and the Adventure Begins Comics, Games, and more, same Nerd Thug time, same Nerd Thug channel. Um, take care. Wash your hands. Stay safe. Be clean. Fight the power. Black Lives Matter. Everybody have a great weekend. We'll see you on Monday. The Adventure Begins Comics, Games, and More is open on 1488 at 525 Woodland Square Boulevard. With comics, games, and everything nerd-related, The Adventure Begins is the one-stop nerd shop. On Saturdays, they alternate between having Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon, and coming up, they also have cosplay crafting and trivia nights and BYOB nights. They're currently offering a 10% discount for limited time, which will be valid for as long as you grab your books every month. Hey, Conros, this is Corey DLG of Nerd Thug Radio, hanging out here, just enjoying my quarantine time at home, and I hope everyone else is doing the same, social distancing and minding their manners and listening to the orders while we get all this health stuff, health crisis straightened out and get this pandemic under control. I hope everyone's doing their part to flatten the curve, but doing their part also means supporting small businesses. Local businesses here in Conroe, uh, restaurants, things of that nature that have been able to stay open, they require the support of their community, so takeouts. Uh, is a good option to do. So reach out to those places, order some takeout food if you can afford it and if it's reasonable. Uh, I'm not asking anyone to risk their health, but this, the community has always relied on the, itself to support itself. And this is one of those times where as Conroe, we can stand up together and take care of small businesses and entrepreneurs who've been taking care of us this whole time, helping Montgomery County grow into one of the fastest growing counties in all of America. Uh, thank you very much and stay safe and stay tuned for more Nerd Thug Radio. Hi, this is Kevin Smith, former Dallas Cowboy, Texas A&M Aggie as well. And I want to say what's up to Nerd Thug Radio.